Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello and welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast. This is Casey. And I'm Matt. Welcome back in for another great episode. One that uh, I, 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 I've been wanting to do for a while and just, you know, haven't, you know, really suggested or really, you know, spoken loud about it. But yeah, uh, we've talked about doing a yeah. cruise line episode for a bit, but now with my new endeavor of becoming an authorized vacation planner, um, it kind of gave me an opportunity to say, hey, I can speak to, about this with a little bit more authority. Now, I want to be very clear up front. I am not an expert yet. Like I've got the tools that can make me an expert and I've gone through the training and I can speak at a very high level, but I have not experienced these obviously myself yet. But the cool part about this is, is the training has kind of given me a lot more information than I ever previously had. And what we're really talking about here is, and Matt, you had kind of said this right before we, we started recording, you know, people oftentimes think of the parks. That's what Disney offers, right? But they offer so much more that sometimes gets um, overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think everyone thinks it's park or bust. And, you know, I'm in this a little bit of a disenchanted with the parks right now. Um, you know, I, I, I have to say my giving Bob Chapek a chance lasted, oh, I don't know, a whole like three days. <laughs> and then they had the call where it, he talks about, you know, just again, very businessy, like the synergy machine has to get going and then, uh, or something like that. And then the other one that got me was like, we have to look at annual passes because it's, it's causing an unfavorable mix of people. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just call people who have annual passes unfavorable people. I think we have absolutely entered an era that is unlike Okay, let me, I don't want to say unlike any other Disney era. If you think about the various Disney eras that we've been in <clears throat> for a long time, I mean, we think of Disney as like this giant behemoth that kind of can run on autopilot in a lot of ways. But they're just as fragile as any other company out there. And so what happened during the Eisner era of the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, until Iger took over, was they were trying to build that long-term fan base, right? They have built that long-term fan base. But now what's happening is that long-term fan base, I think, is becoming somewhat of a problem in that the new fans they're trying to attract, the long-term fan base isn't letting go. They don't spend as much money in the parks. And so, and again, I'm trying to think like a CEO here, Chapek, in some regard, like if I have a capacity of X number of thousand people that I can have in my parks, I would much rather have a larger mix of people in my parks who are going to spend more than the the, the, the amount that's been less. So he's done a lot of things from a business perspective to disenchant some of that long-term fan base to get that one time or two time only in their life Disney traveler back into the parks who's going to spend two, three, four times as much money as, let's say, a basic annual pass holder or even someone like you and me who goes once every couple of years. We don't necessarily spend as much as someone who goes once 
lifetime or twice than a lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And and then, listen, this is not just um, you know the uh, the Disney. You know, Six Flags came out and they're trying to deal with. Wait a minute, you know we're not just a babysitting for teenagers in the summer. We need to make money because again, same with you know like that, yep. teenagers are just being dropped off and then going on rides. They're not spending money on on yep. a ton of stuff. Um, but I I think that's one of those like okay. Yes, true. And from a CEO perspective, you have to think like that. That's what a good CEO would do. You can't call those people unfavorable. Oh, 100%. No, no, no. I I think that's a word. Of, or I think that's a case of foot and mouth in regards to him. I I, I, I can understand his sentiment. Though I, This is the first time hearing of what he did. Um, so I can understand the sentiment. I don't agree with the way that he approached it. I, I completely yeah. agree with you there. And here's the thing about the parks, though, too. You know, we, we've spent a lot of time, like, looking at the cost of, of the parks um, or talking about the cost of the parks on here. And, and I'm not allowed to actually like divulge what like pricing is because it changes so much. But here's what I'll say. When was the last time you actually looked at the price to go like to a resort for, to like a, a Disney, yeah, like to actually stay on property. Have you looked at all recently? Not recently. Um... So like, I, I just looked at one. Um, I was looking at one for a client um, next year, uh, November of next year, which is a pretty decent time. You got the Christmas stuff up, things yeah. like that. The rates, honestly, were comparable to what you would get at an offsite hotel. Like they were, they were comparable to a, like an offsite, like a, like a Hampton Inn or something like that. Okay. For okay. for and this is for and this would have been for um, uh, Pop Century. So a, a mid, you know. Yeah. Like, so what I call a value plus, yeah, right? A value it's not plus. Quite all All Stars was actually cheaper than you would get offsite. So like in my mind, I'm like, huh, okay. Now where they're getting you though. And, and, and where like it jumped up was the ticket pricing. The ticket pricing is what has ultimately, because I priced out a four day base ticket for a family of four and I about fell out of my seat. I was like, whoa, okay. Now, again, being the travel planner that I am, I want to be very clear here. It's doable. You got to plan for it though. It's yeah. not something like, unless you come from money, like, you're not going to like book a trip 90 days from now, unless you just have it sitting around. Like this is something you plan for. It's every couple of years. And all you got to do is put that $200 down and then you can continue to pay on it over time. But it definitely seems like, like you said, you're attracting the once twice in a lifetime people. And so with that kind of with this episode, if there's some Disney fans out there who are looking for something completely different, that's still got that Disney experience, there's a lot out there, there that you can do either on a budget or not. <laughs> you can yeah. spend a, a lot of money and get an even more fantastical experience. Disney has really leaned into this idea of wanting to take the stress out of your vacation. And, and I will say for the, you are paying for a premium experience, no matter what you do at Disney. But for those of you who have ever vacationed, not Disney, or not universal even it's a whole different ball game it's it you are responsible for everything if you want to be able to do something that's completely out of this world and honestly like disney just handles it all 
book it through Disney because yeah, you're paying a premium for it, but you don't have to worry about nothing. That that Disney bubble extends beyond just Walt Disney World. And so today we're actually going to talk about three things. We want again, it's brief overview. We're not going to go really deep. There's just not enough time, and neither of us has actually been to one of these yet. But we're going to talk about the Disney Cruise Lines and kind of the experience that you get there and what that offers. Um, a little bit about Adventures by Disney and kind of the the experience you get there. And then Alani, um, which is uh, Disney's resort and spa in Hawaii. And the fun that you can get there. It's kind of like uh, a Hawaiian version of staying at a deluxe resort in Walt Disney World. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start with um, Cruise Line here. Yeah. Um, let me just say what attracts me to the Cruise Line. I was thinking about this last night, and this is what, what attracts me to the Cruise Line in light of recent you know, talks. Mm-hmm. A park has a varying capacity, so to speak, that, you know, you can have X amount of people because, you know, due to X, a ton of other factors. For the cruise line, there is a capacity because everybody that is on that boat has to have a room on that boat. They are staying on that boat. So there is a finite, a very clear, very clear this is how many people can be on this boat. <laughs> yes. And, and, and what you get for the value of what you get on a Disney cruise line and for the amount that you pay, um, it, it, it totally is worth the amount of money. I mean, it, it included in a Disney cruise line is not only your stateroom, right? But it's also all you can eat dining, right? So you get, and we'll talk about the dining experience here in a couple of minutes, but all you can eat dining, both quick service and table service. All you can eat non or all you can drink non-alcoholic beverages. You also have um, what they call enchanting entertainment. You have Broadway caliber musicals, deck parties, and fireworks at seas on most of the cruise. The staterooms are built for families of four to five, and there's different varying levels. And here's something I learned about the staterooms, which was really cool. The staterooms that are inside that don't actually outlook over the ocean. They have a porthole anyway that's connected to a TV that makes you think that you're looking into the ocean. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they have, and every once in a while, little characters from Disney will show up in your in your porthole. It's called the magical porthole. Um, and then what I really like about this is that it is truly built for families or adults or both. And so I think spending our time there just a little bit, they have really taken the guesswork, the the stress of okay, I've got a moody teenager, a preteen, and a seven-year-old, not to mention my partner and I want to have some alone time. How do you do that? Well, Disney has figured out a way with their clubs on board to be able to say, all right, your seven-year-old, they can come to the Oceaneers Club or the Oceaneers Lab. We're going to do projects. We're going to do arts and crafts. We're going to watch movies. We're going to uh, do experiments, right? So they have two different levels for that that age group, um, the Oceaneers Club and the Oceaneers Lab. Then you've got Vibe. I always get these two confused. But Vibe, which is the preteens, like the 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 um, like 11 to 14-year-old age range, where they've got video games they can play. They can uh, do fun experiments. They can hang out with other people and get to know one another. And then they've got that 14 to 17-year-old club called Edge, where they've got fun stuff that you can do, but they've also got little isolationist, like like cute cubbies that you can go and just hang out and watch a movie if you just want to be by yourself. Like, 
they also have free range of the boat. So like if you don't want to like for that 14 to 17 year old, they can actually leave the club and they can take advantage of the boats activities too, because they're old enough to be able to do that. Yeah. So while your kids are doing all that, you can go and do stuff that's adults only reconnect for lunch, reconnect for dinner if you want. Right. Reconnect for a show. So everyone gets to experience something that is meaningful to them. Which is very different from a parks experience. So we're going to juxtapose a lot of this with the parks. Where yeah. Yeah, you can like send them off on on you know a ride with you know just mom or just dad or something like that. But at Disney, there's not really a place that you can in the parks anyway. You can just be like, all right, ten year old, all right, seven year old, here you go. We're gonna go have some fun. Exactly, exactly. Because I mean, it's much easier to get lost in the parks. We're on the ship. There's just a finite area. Of yeah, where it's a finite space. Be, you know. So. Beyond that, obviously, we talked about dinner. So let's talk about food for a couple of minutes. You are not left for want on on food when it comes to, to the Disney Cruise Lines. So every cruise line has three lavishly themed dining restaurants. Okay? And, and emphasis on lavishly. Like, yes. holy cow. So you get to pick, when you're making your reservation, you get to pick what time you want to eat. There's two dining times each each night. You can do the earlier dining time and a later dining time. And for your entire cruise, you're going to rotate between the three um, the three dining areas. And you, you eat at your specific dining time. What's cool about it is that your serving team is the same team between all three restaurants. So they get to know you. They get to know what desserts you like, what drinks you like, what your preferred allergies, things like that. All that stuff, they get to know you. Sometimes that stuff is waiting for you when you arrive to the restaurant, Right. So you, you can eat. It's all you can eat um, at, at the restaurant. You get to eat as much as you want during your specific time. But then there's there's quick service dining areas all around um, all around the uh, ship. So like if you want a quick snack, you want to get a quick sandwich, you want to get a quick drink. You got twenty a complimentary soda, tea, coffee on deck, and in all the dining rooms whenever you want, all free. There's also all you care to eat soft serve ice cream, all free. All part of it. Late, late snacks. And then here's the best part. 24-hour room service. Free. Free. 24-hour room service right to your stateroom if you want to eat in your room. Now, there is a, um upgraded dining experience that you can pay for on the various um, at the various restaurants. Uh, if you want to go to like, like, like that five-star Michelin rated kind of thing, um, which is an additional expense if it's an adult-only experience. But you don't have to. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do it. Yeah, I again like this is what to me with with the parks being what they are, it's harder for for cast members to get to know someone. Like that it's it, it's not impossible and this is not any any disparaging the cast members. It just just from a from a logistical standpoint, it is much harder to really like get to know someone on the vacation than be able to tailor that experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like you said, by night three of your dining experience, you could get some, it's, it's very plausible that you could get some extra Disney magic because your server has been talking with you the past two nights and uh, and knows, oh, right, this person is this, oh, this person is that. And being someone who my wife has food allergies, having having that, I, I've had plenty of experiences. We we dined at Disney Springs at the boat at the boathouse. And... You know, there's a ton of dessert places around and, uh, 
And so we were looking at, okay, you know, after, after we're going to go, go get dessert because these places have gluten-free and dairy-free, yada, yada, yada. Well, I mean, our server had obviously learned that she was gluten and dairy-free because of the meal. And then she was like, Hey, you know, let me get the chef out for you for dessert. And so the actual chef came out and basically told my wife, I make this brownie. It is not on the menu. Um, you're going to want to eat that and not any of the crap that you can get around here. <laughs> and you better bet that we had that, br- that she ate that brownie. So, um, and, and like, it's something like that, that it, it doesn't seem like a lot. It, 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 it seems so just like, yeah, whatever. But that experience is like, wow, that that's so cool. Exactly. I, I completely agree. And again, it's part of what you're paying for. Um, we mentioned the the staterooms for a little bit. So the staterooms, they've got all kinds of different levels. There's, there's your standard, there's your deluxe, there's your ones with, with lanai's that, you know, verandas, I should say, that overlook the, the ocean. Um, there's connecting rooms that you can actually take the partition out on the veranda. So you create a big veranda. So if you and your kids want to have different rooms, you can do that. Um, there's also split bathrooms in each of the staterooms, which I think is a huge win. So it's one bathroom, but what it ends up doing is, is there's a split. One side has a sink and a shower. The other side has a sink and a toilet. So one person can be getting ready in the morning on the one side while the other person is using the bathroom on the other side, right? So that helps, you know, be able to speed things along in, in the morning as well. So I think that's just, just you know, if you're going to spend some time in the stateroom, the fact that you've got this room is, is awesome, you know? And I think what's great is you're right. You're, you're in the experience. Exactly. And so, again, like we've talked about going back to your room at the parks it's like okay we got to get out of the park we got to get on transportation to my resort then to my room if i just want to kind of go back to my room for an hour i can do that absolutely and and then and without losing a ton of time all of the ships are equipped with a ton of different pools and recreation too which i think is huge um there's mickey's pool or aqua lab which is where kids can soak up soggy fun home to a sparkling pool winding water slide and wading pool so this is like for the younger kids there's goofy's pool or donald's pool which is designed for families who want to like do activities together there's the quiet cove pool this is the adults only pool, 18 years of age or older, who want kind of more of a, a serene environment. And then tucked away, there's the Cove Cafe, where you can get like a coffee, read a book, check your tablet, just unwind. Um, all of the Disney ships have um, at least one water coaster on them of some kind and they call them water coasters they're not water slides they straight up shoot you some of them even take you over the edge of the ship yeah which is really cool um different play areas splash pads for three years of age and under there's also um satellite falls which is a relaxing adults only splash pool with a cascading rain curtain on the disney fantasy Ooh. and then all of the ships have fully equipped fitness centers uh, with weight machines, um, you know, uh, uh, cardiovascular equipment, numerous exercise classes, yoga, all that stuff. If you want to, you know, kind of keep up your routine. What I what I love too is that there. It's also not. Okay, I, I you you know you know me from this podcast. I am an intellectual property IP person. I jam IP into these things. I I love it. I love everything about it. And. So you're also not lacking on any kind of intellectual property where you've got all kinds of 
things that reference characters, like you said, with the Broadway style shows. Well, I was just going to kind of get into that here. I mean, you've got live shows, entertainment every night of your cruise, the different kids clubs. Um, I was looking at some of these kids clubs. Some of them are themed like to Star Wars. Yeah, like, like where I want to go in them. I know. I'm like, why can't I be a 14-year-old kid right now to go in this experience? And what's really cool is on the very first day of the cruise, as the parent, you're able to go in and explore it with the kid and make sure that you feel comfortable with it before you drop them off, right? They've got adults-only nightclubs and lounges. The the stage uh, areas where they do the, the theater productions during the day, they put on different um, trivia, mixers, karaoke during the day ample opportunity to run into um disney characters yeah Mickey, Minnie. um we haven't even talked about like marvel day at sea or star wars day at sea for the ones that go in the caribbean um like seriously like it, 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 it honestly they got live music at different places throughout the ship like you have got there's more than enough entertainment for you when you're on a disney cruise yeah i mean i'm looking at i, I looked at a ton of photos where yeah, I mean, you've got a kids club where, you know, a, a, or an Oceaneers club where it's a Toy Story thing. And yep. you've got some Star Wars things for them to do. Um, I see a Monsters, Inc. one. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's and I know in the Wish, there's like there's a restaurant themed of Marvel and a restaurant to one of those, you know, dining yep. experiences of oh, Star yeah, Wars. The new one. Yeah. But yeah, like it. It is designed to engage whatever that age group is. I mean, I'm looking at this and going, oh, my kids would have a blast on here. Yeah. And I and, would too. <laughs> and like you said, with those Disney characters, those Disney characters can show up. And now again, they can spend a little time with certain kids because there's not a lineup of a thousand people that exactly. need to, to get their picture taken with Anna or Elsa. So to that point, so there is the Disney Cruise Line app that you're able to download and use the ship's Wi-Fi while you're on board. The app allows you to um, make reservations for various things that you might want to do while on board. It also has a chat feature, so you're able to chat directly with members of your own party directly within the app. It has a Find My Kid feature, so you can see exactly where they are. You're able to see when your dinner time is. You're able to see what's lined up for the day. It truly is a really intuitive piece of technology. The one thing we haven't talked about yet, though, is what happens on most of the Disney Cruise Lines that take place in the Bahamas or in the Caribbean, and that is Disney's private island, Castaway Key. Um, the, the Castaway Key is a private island that Disney has literally for like the next hundred years. They're leasing it from the Bahamas. And for most Bahamian and Caribbean cruises, it will dock at least one day there. Sometimes, um, if it's a longer cruise, two days. It is unique in the cruising industry in that you don't have to get on a tender ship and, and like be tendered across the way over to the the island. This actually docks right up to the island. It's one of the only cruise ships, if not the only, in the industry that actually docks at the island itself or in island Crazy. itself. So here's what you get. So they've got barbecue lunch again included with the cost of admission, coffee, tea, soda, all you can eat ice cream, beaches, beaches, and did I say beaches well i mean they've got an adult only beach they have got a family beach they've got beach chairs and umbrellas beach towels 
Island Entertainment, again, another club for kids and teens. They've got hiking trails. They've got beach sports, yoga classes, splash zone, a water slide called Pelican Plunge. Um, they've got a 5K trail for walking or running. And what's really cool is that everyone there, they're all Disney cast members. Disney owns this. They live there 24 hours a day all, all year long. That's crazy. Isn't that awesome? That's crazy. That's awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, like it's, I, I've heard, I've heard good things about people that stopped at the Island. Oh, it's absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things where you can go, you can go back to the ship. If you want, you can hang out. It's an all day excursion. Most of it's included. There are other things that you can absolutely pay for, but it absolutely is an experience that, that is truly Disney when it comes to, um, everything that you want to do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's there's a, the when the the Disney Wish unveiled, I, I looked at a lot of that stuff, and I have a friend actually who um, uh, uh, worked um, on the Disney Cruise Line. He did production for the shows. He, did, okay. he was on the he was on the tech side of it. Um, but uh, it 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 just looks like a ton of fun. Again, it looks like you just kind of get immersed into the parks. And it takes some of the unpleasantness that the parks bring out of it. The way I like look at it is this. Disney Cruise Lines, in a lot of ways, is like if you were to go stay at one of the deluxe resorts at Walt Disney World, and that's all you did. It was just a five-day trip at a deluxe resort, and everything was included. Yeah. That's kind of, it's almost what they're doing with the, with the Galactic Star Cruiser kind of, except that's themed a little bit different. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it, yeah, the Galactic Star Cruiser is an, an interesting, yeah, it's like that, except like you said, I mean, the Galactic Star Cruiser is a, hey, a heavily themed experience. Yep. So let's turn our attention to Adventures by Disney. Um, I don't think we're going to spend as much time on this because, again, I'm going to be very honest. I can give you some basics, but to, there's so much here. I mean, this could be a three-part episode or even a seven-part oh, yeah. episode. But Adventures by Disney started in 2005. The, the whole idea here is it they're trying to get you and your family to areas of the world that you might not otherwise go to on your own. Or if you were to go to on your own, there's a lot of complexity involved to get you there because you're dealing with a lot of different sources, the air travel, the different hotels or places you're going to stay at, the VIP tours, all that stuff. It's all self-contained. The way that it was explained to me when I went through the training was, was that basically you're saying, I want to go do this excursion. And then Disney, Disney adventures by Disney handles all the planning for you. Right. So my my aunt and uncle, um, National Geographic does tours yep. that are similar to this, and oh, they've they're, done. I can book those. Yep. <laughs> and, and yeah, so they they've done those, and they were talking about it, and it's basically, you get on the flight, and everything is taken is care taken of. care of for you. So yeah. if you go on, uh, let's let's say a European excursion. You know, it, you you are going to different countries every, you know, second day or all this other stuff. They take care of the transportation. They yep. take care of getting the tickets for you. They yep. have relationships with the businesses and with the places. So you're not waiting in the five-hour line with the normal people. You have access to do this uh, privately. I was looking at some of the adventures by Disney. There was one that was like, yeah. It was a New Zealand, I believe, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where it said, yeah, you get a private zoo tour because we go after hours. And so they have a relationship with the zoo that says, yeah, you guys can come in after hours. So you're not dealing with the crowds. You get a private tour. 
Yeah. So the, the basically the way you think about it is is it, it, it's kind of like when you like book through like an Apple Vacations or something and they handle all that stuff. It's the same idea, but it's Disney doing it. Um, they have tours on six different continents: Africa, Asia, Central and South America, Europe, North America. They also do river cruisers or cruising. Um, they also do expedition cruising, uh, cruising, which is when you're up close to wildlife and pristine destinations around the world. They've also just created, um, it, it, it's the Disney parks around the world. Oh my tour. gosh, you have no idea. I'm I gonna, the state, I'm you have read no this. idea yeah. how I want to do, how much I want to em- do this. Embark on a bucket list adventure for 75 ultimate Disney fans. The dream vacation spans 24 days, covers six countries that include all 12 uniquely magical Disney theme parks worldwide, as well as three iconic landmarks, the Taj Mahal, Pyramids of Giza, and the Eiffel Tower. Throughout the trip, you'll stay in world-class accommodations, including the rare opportunity to be a guest at Summit Skywalker Ranch. Plus, you'll travel in luxury via a VIP-configured Boeing 757 operated by Iceland Air with long-range capabilities that allows for direct flights to maximize your time in each destination. You'll also enjoy personal access to experts and staff who provide fun and fact-filled stories, enabling you to be immersed in your every location you visit. I think the cost on this was like $100,000 before tax. Uh, $110,000. Okay, my bad. I looked at it today. (laughs) $110,000 before tax. Holy person. And I believe it's already sold out for its first round, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not surprised at that. That's one of those like... I have to win a lottery or something along those lines. <laughs> but, I mean, how cool would that be? Oh, yeah. Now, again, that's the high end. There's yeah, some... that's the most extravagant one. Like, Matt, what you were talking about, like, when you go on this, you are you're not alone. You're actually with VIP guides the entire time. You have at least two who are part of the Adventures by Disney staff. And then depending on where you go, you've also got the people who are actually part of the, the community you're in who are local, they're local experts who work for Disney who also help with this. So you get the true immersive experience. And these things can be seven-day experiences. They can be two-week experiences. They can also be three- or four-day experiences or two- or three-day experiences that you can add on at the end of a Walt Disney World trip yeah. or at the end of a, a cruise line. Uh, trip if you wanted to. They also introduced river cruising, which I think is one of the coolest things that they offer. So river cruising is like taking a Disney cruise trip, except you're not on a big ocean liner. You're on a smaller type ferry where you have like not not thousands of people. It might only be a hundred people on on the ship or on, on the boat. Unlike a regular cruise where part of the fun is the actual sailing during the day and you can see the ocean, river cruising takes you down a river. Most of the cruising is actually done at night while you sleep so that when you wake up the next morning, you're at a new destination. Yeah. They've got um, the Danube River Cruise, which is Oktoberfest. Um, They've got just the basic Danube River Cruise. Um, They've got one during Christmas, so you can visit the Christmas markets. The Rhine River Cruise, a Rhine River Cruise food and wine, a Rhine River Cruise Christmas markets, the Seine River Cruise, which is in France, um, a National Geographic photography sailing cruise, and a Paris escape cruise. I mean, all that sounds and, – and these are much more – I mean, they're still pretty pricey, but again, you have to remember, like – I mean, I looked at some cruises. I was like, man, that's expensive, but part of the – 
you know, 12 day excursion, there's six internal flights involved yeah. in that. And if you don't want to do like international, they've got North America too. Yeah. There's so really, there's good domestic ones as well. Alaska, Arizona and Utah, the Canadian Rockies, Disneyland resort in Southern California. So there's right there. You want to go to Disneyland and you want to add a little bit more to it. You can explore Hollywood while you're out there. Kind of what I did with Nate, but we did it without doing adventures by yeah. Disney. Um, Montana and Wyoming, New England. That'd be a fun one. I'd love to do New England, like the fabric of America, like knowing yeah. how, how Walt was. Um, Wyoming um, and winter in Wyoming. So that'd be, I mean, just when you, again, this is one of those things where it's very personalized to what your specific tastes are. It's not a relaxation per se, because you are exploring. So if you're more of an adventurer, that's what this is. If you want more relaxation, yeah, a Disney cruise line or a Walt Disney world or Disneyland uh, trip, that's definitely something you're going to explore or the next one we're going to talk about in a minute. But if you want the adventure, adventures by Disney is where you kind of want to go. You want to waste some time, go on Adventures by Disney website and just go right. through all the trips. It's really yeah. fun. It really is just because they give you like here's the kind of the things that you'll do. Um, here, you know, here's the here's the itinerary. Here's when it goes, and it's it's fun. It's fun to do. And they've got different types. There's there's the land adventures. There's private adventures where it's just you and not anyone else. Again, we talked about the river cruises. The escapes are like those two or three or four day excursions that you can tack on or you just want like a basic weekend escape. You can do one of those. They've also got adult exclusive adventures where there's no kids involved, which, you know, sometimes people want that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Alani. Have you ever looked at Alani and kind of looked into what they offer? Not really. Um, I don't know why. I just, um, I, I think part of it, this is a maybe a weird secret. I, Hawaii has never really been like a, oh my gosh, I need to go. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm excited to go some point, but like not that that's never been like a, wow, what an exciting place I need to go to. So I've just never really looked into it. Well, I will tell you, so I looked into Alani a few years back for Nate and I, we never actually ended up going, but back when we were cast members, we had really good pricing for it but we never ended up going but um hawaii is absolutely an international tourist destination it, it is all about the laid-back atmosphere beautiful weather all year long what i think excites me about alani most is that it was designed by joe Rody. and mm -hmm. and joe Rody, for those of you who don't know who joe Rody is he is probably the most famous imagineer um, responsible for designing Disney's Animal Kingdom, Pandora, the Expedition Everest, among others. But those are just some of the basic ones. But Alani was was the big one. I was really excited kind of going through the Alani training because, you know, I kind of, I knew, okay, I knew it was a resort, but I'm like, okay, like when I want to go to Disney, I want to go to the parks. Like, I don't want to just sit around. But it's, again, it's like going to a Grand Floridian or a Contemporary or something and spending your entire time at the resort and just unwinding, disconnecting, but you're also immersed in the culture of the island. And I'm just going to give you an idea of one of the just fun little things that they do that I did not know. Do you know what a menehune is? Uh, no. You don't know what a menehune is? Okay. No, I do not. The menehune are... Um, said to be creatures that are mischievous and they only come out at night and they cause mischief. Okay. A 
bunch of the theming around Alane Resort is themed around the Minahone. And so there are these little um, creatures. They're not very big, but it's like looking for hidden Mickeys. You're going to find these carved into stone, into wood. Um, there's actually a bridge called the Minahone Bridge, which is for little kids, 48 inches or less, that the, 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 the claim is, that the story is, the Minahone came out and built this area for the children to play in the middle of the night one night. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of them. These are, yeah, these are cute. I like they're them. Cute. They're absolutely cute. But they're they're all around Alane. It's like looking for a hidden Mickey, right? Um, they have got pools, lazy rivers. Are they call the the Wakoholi stream? They've got the pools. They've got the spas. Um, for the kids, they've got kids clubs where you can um go and spend time with auntie or uncle. So in Hawaiian culture, uh, culture, auntie and uncle are the elders of the tribe. And so auntie, you can have your kids and she will help them do arts and crafts. She will tell them stories. She will they'll watch you know different Disney movies together. Uncle at night around the fire tells grand stories and entertains the crowds, right? Um, plenty of places to eat while you're there. Plenty of places to explore while you're there. And of course, you have the ability to excursion outside of Alani Resort to different places around the island as well. So they've got around the island, you've got, um, it's the island of Oahu. Um, it's got 112 miles of shoreline. Um, they, they say it's a nature lover's paradise with tons of things to do. Um, it's nestled um, right near, it's a short distance from Honolulu or Waikiki Beach. Um, which are world-class places for shopping, dining, sightseeing, cultural activities. If you're a golfer, plenty of places to golf nearby, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you oh, a yeah. You're talking my language now. You're, you're a golfer, huh? I am. I am a golfer. I love it. Um, yeah, I it, it's... It's it's one of those I I've never been to like a all inclusive resort type thing like that so uh-huh. maybe Aulani's gonna have to be on my uh, on my it, list of definitely hey well you know if you're interested you got someone who can help book it for you so I was gonna say I've got the in now <laughs> you got the in so but I think the point of this episode is that Disney it has invested heavily in trying to find ways. Like when I think about all of these things, Matt, from parks to adventures by Disney to cruise lines, to Alani, to everything in between, they are living up to Walt's dream of a place that families can go together, play together and experience together that are safe, that you can trust like, I know we get on Disney about the pricing for all this stuff, and I get it. It is a premium experience, but you are paying for the, 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 the safety, the trust, the fact that you know that they know what they're doing. Disney, and you know this from working at, at Disney, they go to great lengths to protect their brand. They're not going to do something that is going to hurt their brand. They're going to do their full their full research before they put something out there, you know? Yeah, well, and I just think that there's more to there's more to do out there than just the parks. one thing and just parks and don't get me wrong i'm still going to go to the parks i'm excited to go back to the parks but if you're maybe looking for something a little bit different there's a lot of options here and and you know we've touched in past episodes on international parks yep 
that's another option that's out there where yeah, you know you if you want Paris, to... Hong Kong, Tokyo, Shanghai. We didn't even mention the two just resorts. There's Hilton Head uh, Resort and there's a Vero Beach Resort too, which aren't even yeah. not, you know they're Disney parks, or, but they're a little bit more not Disney parks, they're Disney property. They're just more resort type, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's other options out there, and and you know even I would say you know there's there there's other companies that are getting to this level of experience as well. Like I mentioned the national geographic tours though, I guess national geographic is under that is Disney umbrella yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's ways to be immersed. Excuse me. Ugh, ugh. Allergies. He coughed. He coughed. <laughs> he didn't want you I guys muted so everyone wouldn't have to hear that. There's, um, there's ways to experience that Disney magic and and maybe even you're getting to a point where maybe the parks are feeling a little bit stale. Um, it's not as relaxing of a vacation. I mean, I'm not there. <laughs> but um, I know a lot of people have talked about with Genie Plus, it's a little bit more stressful of having to, okay, at midnight I got to do this. Then I got to wake up at 7 a.m. and do this and get my cues and do all this. And then I have to run here and here and here. Whereas the experiences we talked about today, imagine just everything's already scheduled. Yeah. You walk on the boat. You've got what your itinerary is. Yep. And and that's what you can go and that's what you go do. There's I was, no I, I was just having that conversation with the client today that like we were talking about Disney Plus because she told me right off the bat, she's like, I don't want to go, you know, this, 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 and like I should I want a relaxing vacation. I said, All right, so here's what Disney Plus is, here's what it can do for you. You mean Genie Plus? I'm sorry, that's what I'm gonna say, Genie Plus. Here's what Genie Plus is, here's what it can do for you. But here are the drawbacks. And it's exactly what you just said. It takes some of the the spontaneity out of the, 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 the trip. Yeah. And then Adventures by Disney, same thing. Like you have the itinerary. You're not yeah. trying you don't have to wake up and oh I gotta gotta wake up and get on my phone and get the experience. And so if you're looking in Alani, you know, you can just kinda you're relaxing. You're at a resort. Take a load off. So yeah, it makes you wonder like you know, back when Disneyland and even Walt Disney World opened, it's like those were the versions of what these are now. Like as people were discovering them, you could have that laid back vacation. That That's that's what I mean. My God, when you think about Walt Disney World and the original water park, uh, the, the, the Typhoon park, Lagoon. No, the original water park. Oh, um, um, River Country. I mean, that was a true water park. I mean, that was like 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 a like a regional water park when you think about it, right? But that's the kind of resort that Disney World was, Walt Disney World was in the seventies. It was kind of a low key. You went and vacationed, and you spent just as much time as your resort as you did the parks, right? But as the parks have become more crowded, and capacity has gone up, you don't get that that customized experience as much anymore in the parks. It is more like herding cattle through the parks sometimes. So if you want that true VIP customized laid back experience, Disney's created these other options over here, which cost more money, but you can get that experience the way it used to be in the parks. Well, and I, I'm curious, you know, kind of transitioning back into a parks conversation, they've been trying to, oh, we're going to raise ticket prices and that's going to discourage people. Here's the thing. It's not. It's yeah. not discouraging people. You're just causing people to pay more. Yep. So they, they literally have to make a decision. They have to, at some point they have got to make the decision to say, this is our capacity. Not like what can the park truly hold? It's what can the park hold and people have a experience that they feel is worth the money they're paying? Yes. Like at a certain point, 
Chapek, Board of Disney, whatever. Like, you got to look. What is the upper end of what we're going to get on a day that doesn't affect the experience for everybody who's there? Because that, that, like that, that's where they've got to go with this now. It's not about what the park can hold. It's about what's the upper end of what I'm going to get profit-wise on a daily basis. But the experience is still going to be for the for what we're paying for it. You know, because a low experience is what's going to cause your clientele to say. Why am I paying for this premium experience if I'm not getting a premium experience? I'll go pay less and get the same experience at Universal, Universal Studios. Hollywood. I'm telling you, Universal Studios right now, man, like they, 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 when I saw went through their training, I was, um, I was, I was impressed. I was well, impressed and, with what you get. And Universal knows how to kind of prod at Disney because, you know, this whole week after this whole unfavorable comments about annual pass holders, Universal came out with a great video advertising perks for their annual pass holders and, and basically was like, is this like, hey guys, we value you. You're awesome. Thanks so much. Here's the perks that you get. Da, da, da. It was just such a stark contrast yeah. of one company saying, we love our annual pass holders. We love our regulars. We're going to find a way to make it work to make sure that there's more revenue coming in from our regulars instead of Disney, who is yeah, we need to figure out how to get more money out of these people because they're they're these unfavorable people are buying the pass and then not come not coming in and spending the money. Exactly. It, 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 the messaging it's, is just it's, so different. It's, it's, could you imagine any other company in the world saying, "Hey, these loyal people over here, we love you. To, or, we, hey, these loyal people over here who's bought from us from years and understands our product and keeps coming back time and time again. You're unfavorable to these people we don't know over here. Like yeah. any other company in the world, like." What? How? How is that a thing? I don't. Wow. Well, and it's it's a it's a monster of their own making. I mean, now I get that Chapek himself didn't do this, but Disney spent. I mean, in the in the early you know late nineties, early two thousands, like it was teen clubs. Videopolis was in Disneyland, and it was. I mean, there were passes that you get for the summer that after four p.m. you could get in. It was so ridiculously cheap. Mm -hmm. They built up for a lot of kids. Disney Disney is the place to be. Disney is the place to go with all of those 90s movies. It was Disney, Disney, Disney. And guess what? Shocker. We all love Disney now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Well, if any of this stuff sounds fun to you, whether it's a trip to Walt Disney World, a trip to Disneyland, a trip to Alani, a Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, a Universal trip, if you want to take a break from the mouse, Cool. You want to book another cruise ship, something like that. Um, as I have said a couple of weeks in a row, I am officially an authorized uh, vacation planner for both the Walt Disney Company, for Universal Parks and Resorts, and other things. Um, you can check out um, my information on facebook.com slash magicalcasey. I also added to our website, sorcererinetwork.com. There's a, a thing at the top, a tab at the top that says... Um, it's vacations by Casey or something like that. And it takes you to what you can get at a, at a Disney resort um, and, and staying on Disney property. 2023 packages are out there now. Um, Disney, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber and if you're looking to take a quick trip between now and the end of September, um, I just did this for somebody booked an end of September trip. Um, Disney Plus has got Disney Plus subscribers have got an up to 25% off select resorts. Like I, I got our animal kingdom lodge at a rate that I just could not believe. So Dang. like, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. So if you're interested, I would love to help you out. So you can email me Casey Woolley at mainstreetandmoretravel.com. 
You can also just email our normal email address and you'll get me beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com. Um, what's other ways they can get a hold of us, Matt? Uh, yes. Uh, what a segue. Uh, Facebook group, uh, beers and ears podcast. Again, uh, throw something up in the group. Casey. Hey, I don't know how to get a hold of you. I'd love to, I'd love to help. He'll see it. Um, Twitter and Instagram at beers ears 1928. Uh, and then we've got sorcerernetwork.com. You can check that out. Yep. And uh, as always rate and review us. Five check stars, out, five stars. Check out Matt's other podcast. Did I see you're doing Boblo Island? Boblo Island, baby. Oh, my God. Okay, I never went to Boblo Island, but my mom – so quick story about Boblo Island. Um, my mom t- my mom went to it year- when she was a kid. And when I was in fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Palmiter, she used to take her class to Boblo Island. Well, I got into fifth grade. The year that I got into fifth grade, Boblo Island closed. That was 1993. So we ended up going to a water park. It said Rolling Hills Water Park in Ypsilanti, Michigan. But um, yeah, so Boblo Island, I've heard all kinds of, you literally had to take a boat over to the island. And it was like in between Canada and Detroit. And yeah, so I've heard all kinds of stuff about it. So I'm kind of excited to to hear about or listen to this one. There's some interesting interesting historical facts about Boblo Island. All right. Is it coming out Thursday or? when is it coming out? Uh, no, we got um, um, Body Wars and um, uh, uh, Cranium Command coming out on Look Thursday. You guys and then, uh, being all ahead of the game compared to and us. And like, is two is, days before. Yeah, you know, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> it helps when we have a, you know, month-long or month-and-a-half-long season break that we can catch true. back up. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, as far as we're concerned, um, we are – I have no little, idea what our next episode I'm, is. I'm looking right now. Hold on. Let's see here. We kind of skipped the whole Diz Games thing. Um, oh, we keep pushing it back, but the Jungle Book is technically where we're supposed to go with this, although the one after that says Tangled, and I know Tangled was a request, so maybe we'll do Tangled. Yeah, yeah but we're going to hit, put it this way, let's promise this, we're going to hit a Dis- classic Disney movie, yes. whether it's, you know, not the classic term of, you know, like way back when, but a, a Disney movie. A Disney movie. I gotcha. All right. Well, let's go ahead and raise our glasses, ladies and gentlemen. This episode has been brought to you by us. Uh, and again, we thank you so much. And uh, this episode's on us. And we'll see you again real soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.